On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about what the Sixers will do without James Harden. How will they survive? Who needs to step up? We'll dive into it all next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. What's up, D? What's going on, man? How you doing? How was your weekend? It was It was cool. It was cool. Chilling, chilling. <laughs> That's right. No complaints. That's a good thing. Great weather. No complaints. It's all good, man. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. We are here with you, of course, start of a new basketball week as the 76ers have four games, including the two on Saturday and Sunday upcoming this weekend, beginning tonight with the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about them later. The Atlanta Hawks on Thursday and the two games on Saturday and Sunday back in philadelphia uh but keith we uh need to also talk about and begin with what the sixers will do without james harden so far one game in the books after the uh, the uh, information came out about his foot injury that's going to keep him out for approximately a month and with that injury keith we saw our first version our first look at the philadelphia 76ers without james harden and they lost to the new york knicks it was a back and forth type of game Tied at the half, Sixers go up by 11, nine a- after three, and then they wind up losing the game by two, had some opportunities at the very end of the game to lock it down and pick up the victory. But they are now four and six, and Bede has missed three consecutive games with the flu-like symptoms that you talked about, uh, the non-COVID illness, and Daniel House also missed that game on Friday night in the loss to the New York Knicks. Keith, what are they going to do without James Harden now we know Tyrese Maxey can score we saw that DeAnthony Melton can dish the basketball he picked up nine assists that may not be the norm for him on average like Harden and his 10 assists and even with the 22 points that James Harden collects how are they going to win these games without James Harden and for right now with the uncertainty at least at the moment of no Joel Embiid yeah I think Joel's going to play tomorrow um uh Daniel House uh, I don't know. He wasn't at practice. Joel was at practice and he did some conditioning, you know, after the fact. Like he played three on three full court with members of the player development staff uh, for 25 minutes. It was it was crazy. They just kept running back and forth. Um, you know, I, I think what we're going to see and, and they, they talked about it yesterday um, on Sunday was it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to go through Joel again. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see the offense that they had um, before James Harden came. And, and they ran a lot of it last year where they, they, they feed Joel through the post. He gets the double, he gets the triple team. He feeds it out, finds the guys. So it's going to be a lot of space space in the floor. You know, as much as um, DeAnthony Melton had the nine points and the nine assists, you know, he shot four for 18. Now, it, it was times where 
Tyrese Max, he was just looked a little bit out of control as well. Um, I, I feel like that right now they're better suited playing running through MB. I think that you know you take less pressure off the other guys to, and it just seems like they wilted as the game went along. Don't get me wrong, Maxi had thirty one points, right? Uh, you know, Tobias had twenty three. Um, you know, uh, my man had nine assists, nine nine points, Melton. But I just felt like that it got a little bit sporadic towards the end, and it it, it just it just wasn't good basketball. So I feel like their best bet right now is playing through with Joel, and that's what I that that's what they're going to do. Well, then, yeah, that number one, when he's back, it goes through him. And we've seen it before. They had a pretty good record with them, with that team, without uh, James Harden before the trade was made for James Harden going to Philadelphia, Brooklyn, taking on Ben Simmons. The difference, of course, there was you had the shooting in the starting lineup of Seth Curry, so they don't currently have that. That's a little bit of a different wrinkle at the other guard position with DeAnthony Melton, but Tyrese Maxey does it in a different way. He's more confident than he was in the beginning of the season as the year went along. So he'll be the second option instead of being the third or fourth option uh, at that time with both Curry and Harris taking over uh, those opportunities. But I agree with you that it, it does, in fact, have to run through Joel Embiid. And we'll just see where his conditioning is and see how they can get through these games. We'll talk about Phoenix later, but it's not an easy one. The same thing with the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta on the road, even though they'll have two days off Thursday and Friday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, pardon me, getting ready for that Thursday game. And then the back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday. So they need to start getting on track, Keith, because they are not, I'm not saying that they're falling out of, out of anything because we're only 10 games into the regular season right now, and they are four and six, but they have to find their identity now. They have to find their way, and that identity will be going through Joel Embiid. But how will everyone else now play off of him? And where that that second de- best defender, or maybe even the first perimeter defender on the opposite team, will now look at Maxi and try to take him out of the game and force Melton and Harris and Tucker, who will also be in the starting lineup, to beat them. Where Embiid may get his. Maxi may get his or shut them down. So, you know, between the two, they may put up, I don't know, 70 points in a game. But where where are the other points going to come from with this basketball team? So they need to develop the identity now that Harden's going to be out of the out of the game for for a bit and see what they can do. I like the Melton thing. You're right. He struggled shooting. Though he played a good overall game, his shooting was just off. He had good looks. He just couldn't he just couldn't get it to fall. Uh, on on Friday night against the New York Knicks. I thought Maxi. normally when you see a guy take 29 shots for 31 points, you look at that and say, ah, that was, that was kind of bad. But we saw that he had some good looks too. Yeah, there was a run there in, in the, in the uh, first half where he was just on fire. And the same deal in the second half where he had a moment there, he had a spurt where it just seemed like he could not miss. So they're going to need that production off the bench. George Niang has had a few good games in a row. He's put a string of good games together. Montrez Harrell in the starting lineup for the Sixers on Friday played a pretty decent game. And you're just going to need him to continue to play that way off the bench. And, and the others, Daniel House, whenever he comes back, Matisse Thibault, you saw Shake Milton uh, continue to get run. Furkan Korkmaz starting to get some minutes. Also, this is going to have to be a collective thing for this basketball team in order for them to do so. Because as we mentioned before, the East is going to be tough. Nothing has changed. When it comes to that, they're going to the East is going to be tough. 
Yeah, I agree. The East is going to be tough. And like, here's something else that we're not talking about, D. You know, right now in the 76ers, I mean, like you said, the thing's got to change. Right now in the 76ers off to their worst start through 10 games since the 2016-17 season. Mm-hmm. And at one and four at home, they have the worst home record in the NBA. So, you know, those are two things um, that, that they got to hurry up and get corrected now because let, let, let's face it. You know, in about three, two weeks ago, we were talking about this team contending, being the third best team in the East. Now, again, it's 10 games out of the 82-game season. But as you mentioned, Phoenix is tough. They got some the tough games against Atlanta coming up. So, you know, and then you're undermanned. So if you're not careful, you can continue to slide to that abyss because what they're like, they're not even right now, again, 10 games in there, but they're the 10th seed in the East. Mm-hmm. They won't even be eligible. I mean, no, 11 seed. They're not even like eligible for the playing game right now. Oh, no, they're 10, but they still wouldn't be eligible for the playing game. So it's kind of crazy. They'll, they'll be eligible for the play uh, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Let me for see. The they're 11th. I was wrong. They're 11th. So they wouldn't be eligible. So they would be out in, in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but it's early. That, that you know, it's cool. But look, it's you know early. What? It's early, D. It is, of course, it is early, but at the same time, it wasn't supposed to be like this. No, it was not. It wasn't no, supposed no. to be like this. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's still early, but then there's some other teams that you expect them to turn it on to, like Miami, other squads. So, yeah, it just shouldn't be this way. But again, it's still early. Yeah, and and look, as you, to your point of, other teams will step up then maybe others will fall back too. where the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, <laughs> they're just playing phenomenal basketball. And while we expected them to be better with the Donovan Mitchell acquisition, maybe they won't be as high in the standings as, you know, maybe they'll fall back a little bit where we thought they were Toronto now with Pascal Siakam out for a couple of weeks, maybe that'll knock them down a little bit. And, and then Boston, you know, they're not playing up to what we thought they would be. Also, so we'll, we'll see, man. But listen, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, when we come back, let's stay on the uh, home court advantage thing, because I do have a question. Where has the home court advantage gone for the 76ers? Has been something that has been really good for them over the course of their five-year run in the postseason the last couple of seasons? Not so much. We'll talk about that next when we get here, right? When we get back here, Locked On 76ers. For now, let's talk about prize picks. You know, the thing I like about prize picks is because, you know, you can think of things and you can talk about like Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic, And I say this all the time, but I'm saying this so you guys get a better idea. I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant, sorry, Kevin, but I'm looking for you to have less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made, right? So here's it is. This is how prize pick work. You pick two to five players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against the other people. It's just you versus projections available. PrizePick offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, 
NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball, on and on and on and on, right? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, right? So this is what I need you to do. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play the daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive the 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today from the gamers that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. With local experts and insights only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Keith, you talked about it, man. The home court advantage used to be a big deal for the 76ers. But uh, as of late, these last couple of seasons, not so much. As you talked about, they've already uh, lost a few games here this season on their home floor. Uh, they haven't been able to get it together between uh, Washington New York, Milwaukee, and San Antonio, those four games that they lost, and they beat the Indiana Pacers, an opportunity again with some home games this week. But where has that home court advantage gone? The fans are still there. The sellout crowd is still there. What has happened to the 76ers? Why do you think they have not been able to perform at the same level that they have in the past where they were so dominant at home? You know, that's a great question, man. And, and it's, I mean, the, the arena is still popping. Um, it's still a tough place. Well, it's still a, a lot of place to play. I can't say a tough place to play. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't know. That's a, it's, it's a really tough question, D. Um, I, yeah. I think that a lot, like the last couple of years, you know, two things that we have to factor in is, you know, last year they struggled because they didn't have a point guard. They didn't have Ben Simmons. They're trying to figure things out. Excuse me. And you can make the same, um, not excuse, but you can um, come up with the same reasoning this year. I mean, you look at certain guys, they're still trying to figure it out. I honestly think that the games that they would have lost, they probably would have lost anywhere this year. I mean, you know, they you, you, you go small ball the second time around against Washington. I feel like if if they'd have played the first game here, they would have won that one just because Washington was surprised. But then two days later, they would have lost, right? Um, and and I also feel like some of the blunders that they made in in the last game and Friday night's game against the Knicks, they would have definitely lost that game in New York, right? Um, you know, so it, it's tough. I, I feel like that these guys is is not like a normal group is that these, this team is still trying to gel and some of these losses would have been things that they lost before. But it is kind of crazy how, you know, especially Brett Brown's last year, they were horrible on the road, but they were great. They had the best record at home. And now, right now, they have the worst record at home. So it's, 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 it's a little mind-boggling to me. Yeah, because that year that you're talking about, 
um, with Brett Brown. I'm, I'm just guessing. I, I'm trying to look it up right now. But I think it was uh, like 39, 37 and four or something like that at, at home. And they couldn't buy a win on the road. Last season, they were fantastic on the road, but not as tough at, at, at home as, as we're so used to with this basketball team. So I don't, I don't know what it is. I really don't. Uh, it's not, they always talk about how, how great things are with the, um, with the team. I mean, when the fans, so the fans show up, as we talked about, everything in-house seems to be perfectly fine. They just don't really protect home floor like they, home, the home floor court advantage like they used to um, for this basketball team. And it's just, it's very interesting to me as to why that is the case. I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't understand it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so used to them being able to play at home. And we look at it, Keith, and say, all right, yeah, we can count that as a win. You know what I mean? And that's, mm-hmm. not, that's, no, that's no slight on the opposition. It's just more of this is what it has been. This is what we're used to. Even if they lose them, it's going to be competitive. And right now, as you said, they are uh, one and four so far at home, and that's just not going to cut it. They're going to have to figure out something uh, to get back to to where they were when it came to being at home and being on the floor. I think they were 24 and 17 last season, the 21-22 year, Keith. And, um, yeah, that that's just something. A 51 and 31 record, 24 and 17 in 21 and 22 that's just something that's going to have to change. And even when you talk about Embiid maybe missing some games and uh, Harden missing games and, and Ben Simmons not being there, Harris or Maxie, if they're not, not going to be there for, let's just say, a game or two here and there, it's just not going to cut it, man. It really isn't. They have to, they have to find ways. That's why you have home games. They have that advantage. Teams are tough. They're going to come in your house, and they're going to come after you. You're no longer surprised after five. Five seasons, you are a good basketball team, especially on home. They know that it's not going to be easy. The Sixers have to get back to making sure they protect their home floor. All right. All right. Speaking of home floor, the Phoenix Suns, they come to town, begin a four-game road trip, and they start in Philadelphia tonight, Monday night, at the Penn Medicine Court at the center. And we need to preview the game as the Sixers and Suns go at it tonight back here in Philadelphia. We'll get into it next. Final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. You are locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. Keith, Sixers now at uh, four and six, 10 games in. They host the Phoenix Suns tonight. Suns have the best record in the Western Conference as of as of today. And uh, we look at them, man, and we get ready for things. Actually, you know what? Um, yeah, uh, the Jazz and the Clippers uh, last night. Yeah, so the Suns right now, man, tops in the, one of the top teams in the, in the Western Conference. Here are a few things about the Suns there without Cam Johnson just had his their starting uh, other starting forward who is going to be out after having meniscus knee surgery. 
So he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, he was starting because the Suns decided to give him the starting spot. The only problem there is say, oh, you say, okay, cool. A young guy has stepped up and he's deserving of a, a starting role and an opportunity there for him to really spread his wings. Jay Crowder is going to come off the bench. Well, Jay Crowder decided that he did not want to come off the bench. He wanted a new contract and he has not played for the Suns all season. As a matter of fact, he has been away from the team and they are currently seeking a trade for the uh, longtime veteran uh, swingman that the uh, Suns no longer uh, have on the floor. So right now, I don't know who's going to be the other starter for this basketball team. Uh, maybe Damian Lee, something like that. The uh, Drexel product who is now with the Suns after winning a championship with the Golden State Warriors a season ago. They are the same type of basketball team we've seen over the last couple of seasons, but now they're going to be without two of their better players on the wing, uh, one to injury and one due to the fact that he is uh, currently seeking a trade away from Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Like, if you look, if you go by their um, their game notes, they, they, they say Torrey Craig, Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Tory Craig will probably get the start. Yeah, yep. he'll probably get the start. And um, but you know, I, I'm really impressed with this Phoenix Suns team because you know you look at it, you know they're they they they're seven and two. Their two losses came to the Portland Trailblazers, right? Yep. And and they lost the first game one one thirteen to one eleven. They lost the second game, yeah, in overtime. The second game one oh eight to one oh six. Well. Unfortunately for the Trailblazers, it was a two-game series, and they came back and put it on the Blazers, right? They beat them 102 to 82 the second time, and um, that was what? What's the day? Well, that was that, on Saturday. Yeah, that was on Saturday. And, you know, I'm looking at the, this team right now, and, you know, we, we, we talk about, you know, to me, this is a, a quintessential team. You have Chris Paul, who's, you know, in his 17th season, but he's still like the league leader in assists, right? So you got Chris Paul averaging a double-double, 10.3 points and 10.2 assists. You have Devin Booker, who's averaging 27 points a game, right, and a 5.1 assists, you know, 6'5 guard. And then you have, you know, Aiden, you know, a little, you know, he might be, some people may say he's a little disappointed, but he's averaging 15.5.7.9 rebounds. And then they have your cousin. And, you know, I don't want to, like, put it out there, but that's your cousin who's one of the top defenders in the league. And he's averaging 14.9 points, you know, uh, one uh, one block, 1.1 blocks, um, and, you know, uh, one steal. So he's one of the top defenders in the league. So when you look at this team, and we're not even getting into the bench. We're just talking about the starting lineup. I mean, they got uh, – a great facilitator, one a, a big big who can run to the rim and do what he can do. They have one of the, the league's best scorers and one of the top defenders. And you know, this is like I, when I think of the Suns, I think of when the Sixers played the Milwaukee Bucks and when they played the Boston Celtics early on. These are the teams that where you say to yourself, like, okay, we're going to really find out how good you are. It's not like playing the Knicks. It's not like playing Washington, you know, and it's not like playing Chicago. Chicago's a good team, but I look at the Phoenix Suns as one of those upper echelon team elite teams in the NBA. 
And the interesting part about the Suns, Keith, in terms of this matchup tonight and just overall coming into the season, of course, a lot of a lot of people felt they would take a bit of a step back because of the Aiton Monty Williams dynamic where they re- both revealed that they didn't talk the entire offseason. Aiton signed an offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. The Suns matched it. So some drama there. Chris Paul with his age. Then the Drake, Jay Crowder part uh, came in a little bit later as far as training camp came along and felt like things would go the other direction, especially with the Golden State Warriors coming back. They're going to be good. Uh, other teams like the Denver Nuggets making some really good acquisitions this offseason and what that team would be. Uh, but right now, as you mentioned, they've been playing pretty good. I mean, the, for game one was close. It was a, a very close win over the Dallas Mavericks in Phoenix, and they were able to escape that one and pick up the win. And, and since then, their only hiccups were to the Portland Trailblazers, as you talked about, one in overtime and then the back-to-back that they had in Phoenix on Friday and Saturday, taking on the Portland Trailblazers. And other than that, they've looked pretty good. They, they really have. Despite all of those things, they've looked pretty good. So we already know that they're well-coached. And as you talked about, they have a balanced starting lineup and some pretty good reserves also for this basketball team. So we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. So when you look at the Sixers and matching up against them, Keith, uh, top team in the West right now, how do you look at this matchup tonight with the Sixers and B looking to be back on the floor against Aiton? And then you match it up every other way. I'm looking at Chris Paul running around a bit with um, Tyrese Maxey, Devin Booker on on DeAnthony Melton. And then you have the other two spots with with uh, Craig and, and Mikhail with the wings that the Sixers have in terms of P.J. Tucker and um, – and Tobias Harris. I, I don't like the matchup for the Sixers. I mean, I, I, I'm to a point where I think that I, I just don't like the matchup. I mean, when you look at it, I'm, I'm looking at the point guard position. Um, they win the point guard spot, right? And no matter who it is, Maxi or Mel- Melton, right? Um, I honestly think that uh, when you look at the two guard spot, they win that too. I mean, you know, Tyrese Maxey is playing his his butt off. He's ascended, but he's not on Devin Booker's level, right? Um, you know, we, we, we talk about Torrey Craig, so he's just like a plug-in guy right now, yeah, right? Yeah. But then when you look at, you know, even defenders, like, I mean, you know, we, we talk about Mikel. You know, he's a guy that we we talk about defending, but he can also score. He can shoot. He could get, get some buckets, right? So the only position I see them winning, I see them probably whoever going Heavy up against the, yeah. The, like the, huh? At the center position? Well, they, yeah, they got that. The Sixers got that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Embiid is coming back. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, now here's my thing. Like, to me personally, like I like I, I like Melton. I do, but I would. I don't know if I and it, it, I could be just going out here because then you losing another ball handler. But when I know that this guy, Booker, is going to give people the business, it's one of those things where I'm trying to put Matisse on him as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like until like just like, you know, match minutes for minutes or something like that. Now, again, you're losing ball handling and I and I get all that. But, you know, I'm just saying this guy is known for lighting it up against the Sixers. And and last year. Matisse had some success against him. You know what I mean? Now, Book got off in the fourth quarter a little bit, but up until then, 
Matisse was shutting them down. So it, it's, it's just one of those. But then they like the two guards. And when you look at uh, you look at Tyrese right now, he's still more of a two guard than he is a point guard. One hundred percent. So you it's hard saying, okay, I'm just going to have you running point. You understand what I'm saying? So even though they're going to run everything through uh, uh, Joel, but it's, it's just to me like it's just this is just a bad matchup for the 76ers right now. So. As far as the defensive thing goes with Thibel, I would keep the lineup as is, the starting five going forward. Uh, my opinion, uh, Melton will be my starter going forward. No situational thing. It's just more of when the other guys come in, maybe you substitute a little bit differently, a little quicker. But this is the five, and Melton's going to have to start off on Booker. He gives up height, but he definitely has good hands and good feet to slide with him, at least not allow him to just get to those spots and make those shots but he's elite at doing so booker is so that's going to be a tough matchup maxi and paul paul hasn't been just from watching him he's looking to uh to share the basketball this early in the season right now i think he's trying to pace himself at least that's how i see it and but he will take his shots especially if you feel like he has an advantage and tyrese we know is not there yet defensively where chris paul will have his moments and and then on the, on the other side, uh, when you look at that, yeah, I mean that's where their defensive stuff is going to come from from Kale and and Craig on the wing trying to slow them down. Chris Paul will give the effort on the other end defensively, but I kind of think Booker will be more on on him. But one other thing is they switch on everything. Yeah, everybody switches, so that's going to be the interesting part of it. They don't they don't allow themselves to get caught on, let's say, a big guy like Embiid or Jokic too often but everything else on the perimeter they switch so we'll see what they can do in trying to keep the phoenix suns off balance but they're so good at it 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 doesn't typically work for a lot of teams because booker is a much better defender than he used to be he's more willing chris paul as we know has already been an all nba defensive player tory craig to your point is just a plug and play type of player i'm not saying he's coming in and he's going to be jay crowder defensively right away but he can defend a little bit. He's a two-way guy who can score a little bit, also known for his for his uh, hustle stats and his hustle play on the other end uh, defensively. So watch out for that. They do switch a lot, and I'm sure that's being talked about as far as the coaches go and putting together the game plan against the Phoenix Suns. They like to run, so you can try to match their, their running with your running, but you got to be on your toes and make sure. You, we've seen it where we've talked about it plenty of times, Keith, where the fast break points have – been a problem for the Sixers. Look for that tonight to uh, try to try to combat that a little bit and at least try to match Phoenix in that game tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be well, it's gonna be eye opening. Should be a fun one. And well, this one was fun, and we thank you for making Locked On Seventy Sixers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where you get the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available in the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting everybody know where they can uh, find us uh, going yeah, forward? Yeah, like Dee said, um, wh- wh- wherever you get your um, podcast, you can make sure you get this podcast. But when you go to our YouTube channel, make sure you, um, you know, make sure you click on to the Liberty Bell and you become a new subscriber. Now, I'm going to tell you this. D won't be on air tonight, so 
is he's he'll be at the game, but he won't be on air tonight. So you won't be able to listen to him. But starting tomorrow from 6 to 10 p.m., the Divine Giving Show on 97.5 FM. That's something you you don't even have to be a listener in this area to get it. You could go online, you can type it up and you can become you can listen to it that way. But um, also after the game, you know, we're going to have our podcast so you can get mm-hmm. that for tomorrow morning. But you can also follow D on Twitter at Divine G975. I said before, you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. And that's Inquirer with an I. All right. Well, listen, Keith, I'll see you later, man. Uh, have a good rest of your day. We'll talk later on. And thank you, everybody, for checking in, of course, as we start this week off. Should be a fun one. Thank you. See y'all. Peace.